superpowers on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I'm your host, Tatiana Berende, and I am so excited to have with me here today uh, my friend and, and business advisor, Justin Reckla, and we are going to be discussing men's relationship to wealth and power. This is going to be a really good one. Um, and before we jump in, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Justin. Besides being an incredible human being, amazing husband and father, um, Justin Reckla is also an Army veteran. He's a former counterintelligence agent, and he successfully transitioned counterintelligence techniques into the business world. As a corporate counterintelligent consultant, he increases trust and certainty for his clients' business relationships. And he founded the Clear Business Directory to promote transparency in business-to-business transactions. In addition to changing how business gets done, Justin courageously embarked on the Superpower Experts adventure with his wife and my dear friend um, and, and agent in this, in this work of changing consciousness, Executive Director Tonya Don Reckla. As the Director of Operations for Superpower Experts, he provides the much-needed balance to her cosmic persona. Ironically, as a channel and medium himself, he plays an integral role in connecting her with information and entities valuable in the pursuit of higher levels of mass consciousness. Together, they model synergistic co-creation at levels few couples dare to tread while raising their daughter, Neva Lee Reckla. Welcome to the show, Justin. Thanks for having me on. I'm, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. We've been, we've been planning this for some time. I know, and I'm excited about it. And this is a, this is a really, it's a powerful topic, um, <laughs> men's relationship to wealth and power. So, so I'm looking forward to diving into it with you today. But before we go there, would you share for our audience some of your superpowers? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, They've they've evolved over the years, as you can imagine. I'm sure. Um, you know, one of the uh, uh, one of the big ones is is, is my emotional. Um, the way I get my intuition is through emotional energy, um, and being able to you know when I was an agent, I I utilize this in um, some really unique ways. And at the time, I didn't have the language for it, but now looking back, I've been able to understand how and why that. Uh, I was able to use those uh, my intuition the way I did, uh, utilizing that emotional energy that comes through. And um, you know, meeting Tonya uh, when we were working together would not really help me um, evolve that. And through the years in business, I've been able to really uh, utilize uh, my intuition to uh, and the way I receive my intuition through through that emotional energy to recognize that all the time. Sometimes that. Well, or for me, a majority of the time, a lot of the emotional energies that I'm experiencing aren't necessarily mine, but they're, mm. it's beautiful because it um, gives me the opportunity to reflect as to what's going on with whoever I'm talking with, whatever situation I find myself in, and uh, really be able to use that to assist people in, in the services and, and offerings that, that our businesses uh, provide. But in uh, really uh, being able to up-level and change uh, certain outcomes 
in uh, uh, in our own businesses and our own lives uh, because I'm able to read the opportunities a little bit different than most people do. And so uh, my intuition is strong. And then, uh, as you mentioned, um, you know, I have been uh, a channel and medium my entire life. I've seen ghosts and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that too has evolved. Uh, it used to be perceived that um, I would, you know, get information and it felt like it was coming in from an outside source. And throughout the years, I've really integrated that. Now the information that I receive is really more of like a universal knowingness and mm. just paying attention to uh, all the information that's coming in. And so it's more, I have more internalized it over the last couple of years to where it's no longer perceived as something outside of myself. And it's now more of my own, whether it be my own, in, my own intuition, my own knowingness um, that, that I've really integrated. And I rely on that quite a bit. And, and when I'm quiet and when I'm patient and when I, truly listen to that information that's coming through uh it's powerful and it's able to be able to guide um guide our business decisions and assist clients from a very powerful place because of that and this is one of the things that i love about you i mean there's a lot of things that i love about you but you know for those of you who don't know justin from when you when you look at you you know like you're this big muscular guy with a with a bald shaved head and a you know a little goatee and like you, you could look kind of intimidating, you know, like if, if you didn't know Justin and you just sort of ran into him on the street and all you know about his background is that he's a counterintelligence agent and, you know, it's like, it's like, wow, this dude could be kind of scary, but like you are one of the, the most gentle, you're like a big teddy bear, you know, on the inside <laughs> and, and, and so kind and so, you know, really, I think what you, what you spoke about your ability to sort of emotionally tap into where someone's at is absolutely accurate. And I've seen you with your daughter and the way that, that you hold her in, in, you know, the emotions that children go through and that we all go through. And it's really, it's such a beautiful thing to see. And it's, um, I think, you know, a lot of men have sort of been fed this image of like, you got to be a tough guy. And like, there's not really the space for emotions and, and, and men aren't necessarily taught that it's okay to access that. Um, and, and yet what I'm hearing you say is that your success is primarily due to your willingness and ability to access that. Yeah. I think that the, um, you know, most men in, 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 uh, fall into, one or two camps, you know, and, and historically, if we take a look at this to how men have been reared over the last 20 or 30 years, it's um, either you, you don't express your emotions, you keep it all inside and you bottle it up because if you, if you cry, if you, uh, if you feel emotion, it's a, it's a sign of weakness. Um, and then there's the other side of, uh, actually three camps, right? So you got the, you got the camp that's like, you know, you don't show any emotion because it's weakness. And then you've got the, um, uh, the, the other side, which is the, you know, overly, um, overly emotional men that have been, um, extremely, um, emasculated over, you know, over the last 20 or 30 years because of, uh, just all the different things happening in society and what you're supposed to do with a boy and not do with a boy and all this kind of stuff. And, and so you get the over-emasculated male 
um, that, you know, it's the other side of the spectrum. And then it's, it's just as unhealthy as, as those that, you know, bottle up their emotion. And then you've got the third camp, which is the, um, you know, pound the chest. I am, uh, you know, I'm, I am man, caveman <laughs> type of mentality that kind of integrates uh, emotions uh, a little bit, but it's still a lot of the, you know, pounding of the chest type of thing. And, and I, I think realistically somewhere in the middle and kind of, it's kind of how I, I live my life is, mm-hmm. is that it, it, it's an integration of that. And, and there's a new way of masculinity that that's not caveman pound the chest. That's not, um, you know, over emasculated. That's not burying your emotions, but it's a, you know, showing up in full masculinity. That's one of the things that, you know, Tony and I've been talking about, as you know, is that the divine feminine has been evolving for the last 20 or 30 years. And the divine masculine has really been pushed aside, mm-hmm. um, has really been pushed aside. And, and men are still trying to figure out who they are. And, uh, you know, you can, um, you know, we see a lot of evolution of men trying to figure out who they are and whatnot. And, you know, you can, you can be a man, you can be emotional. Uh, but for a lot of guys nowadays, what the, 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 that translates to is that that also means that they're a dick and, <laughs> you know, and, and you don't have to be a dick to, to be, to be a powerful man. You can, you can come from a, from a very heart centered space and connect with people and um, be a service to those folks uh, and, and, and stay true to yourself at the same time uh, without getting lost up in, in, in just straight emotion or burying your emotion. It, 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 is, it is a balance. And, uh, you know, most, I think for the most part, I think there's a lot of men that are out there seeking that. Um, and they fill, men fill those uh, fill those gaps through various means, whether it be uh, alcohol or uh, sex or money. Uh, they're, you know, the, the the telltale signs of where a man's true weakness is 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 obvious when you when you pay attention to their behaviors and how they show up in the world. Yeah, absolutely. I think you raised some really, really fascinating points that I cannot wait to dive deeper into. We have to go to a quick break right now. Um, But before we do, will you please tell everybody where they can go to find out more about you and your work? Absolutely. They can find us at clearbusinessdirectory.com. Awesome. So we've been talking with Justin Reckla about men's relationship to wealth and power. You don't want to miss this conversation. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. 
All right, and we're back. So um, there's so many different directions that we could take this conversation. You 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 really touched on some things um, earlier when you're talking about the emasculated man. That's it's actually not. I feel like it's a, it's a shadow side of of men trying to be more in touch with their emotions that does not get talked about hardly at all. Um, you're actually one of the first people I think who I've been in conversation with who's brought that up. So um, so. I find that topic fascinating, but we, I also do really want to dive into this men's relationship to wealth and power with you because, you know, there's this whole, there's this whole constructed storyline that we have as a culture of men as the provider and, and it, it runs really deep. I mean, it runs back to tribal society. If you couldn't bring in the meat, like, you know, you weren't a valuable husband, therefore someone to procreate with and, and perpetuate the species. Um, but I, I'm, I'm just so curious to sort of hear your take on that dynamic because of the work that you do and, you know, your whole experience in the business world and, and entrepreneurship and, and the crypto space. I think you, you have a really interesting perspective and take on all of that. Absolutely. So I, I honestly, I think that the two go hand in hand, the emasculation and wealth and power really go hand in hand um, because, you know, my experience is one First off, first and foremost, it's a hell of a lot easier to do in a relationship than people give uh, credit to. Uh, the problem is, is that most men go into a relationship with just that idea of I'm the provider. And there's this separation of uh, the male and female energies. Um, and, you know. Can you say it, a little bit more about like how you see that play out? Like. Yeah, you know, well, it, it's it, there's so many guys that I talk to because you know I, I coach individuals um, myself, and you know I mentor a lot of guys uh, throughout, you know, and continue to mentor a lot of guys and have throughout the years. And um, the biggest thing I see is is that the, you get these guys that get into a relationship, and they automatically think that they have to be everything for the woman. They have to be the provider, the, the care, you know, the the person that brings in the money, the person that does this, and. And yes, while that's all great and dandy and all, the problem is is that if the person hasn't manage all those energies and all those roles, they're going to get lost. And what I typically see is that we, these guys enter into these relationships with their women, and they're really just two individuals. And the woman's off doing her thing, the man's doing her, his thing, but the man takes upon the ability to provide everything on himself and they're not really doing it in a relationship. It's just two individuals that are kind of doing it together and they're not really on the same path. Right. Mm -hmm. And what I, what I found is that um, there, there are times that Tonya carries the masculine energy better than I do. Mm -hmm. And there's times that I carry the feminine energy better than she does mm -hmm. and vice versa. And that's okay. Absolutely. You know, because where, where, where people that are emasculated will come into play would be the ones that roll over and just allow it and they, they let it go or they, they criticize themselves or they don't look at those things, um, you know, critically. And, and, and in relationship, why wouldn't you, if you know that you're not as good at doing something as your spouse – why wouldn't you let that person carry that for you? And that's not a sign of weakness. That's a, that's a sign of strength. Yeah. Because, because to say that 
you do this better for me and this and you do better you do this better than I do one allowing that person to play that role is going to allow them to demonstrate that for you so you can then they're essentially modeling it so you can then learn from it just know how to do it and and where most men fail is is that while while your woman might carry the masculine energy better than you do at times where most men fail is this is where the emasculation piece comes into place is that they then never step into that mm-hmm. they never learn it they never pick it up right because we're we're constantly evolving and where where men fail is that they continue to emasculate themselves. There'll be stuff that I've never done before that I'll gladly let Tony do, but I'm watching, I'm learning, mm-hmm. and then the next time it comes up, I'm able to do it. Yeah. Right? I step into it. And that's really the difference is 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 knowing when you're not good at something, letting somebody else do it, modeling it. I mean, she's 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 my coach in a lot of different things. Which I think is so beautiful. I mean, I love that about your relationship, but also like to her credit, she then lets you step into that space. Cause I think what happens or what has happened to dynamic that I've seen in a lot of the women that I've worked with who take on the more masculine role for all of the reasons that we could go into. And I have gone into on all sorts of other interviews. Um, you know, the women are stepping more into that space now. They're becoming more confident. They are becoming breadwinners. They're 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 making more money, um, and they're they're more confident and more forward and more you know holding more of that masculine energetic. And they're oftentimes afraid to let the man step into that space. Ab- absolutely. And that's how the emasculation continues Right, is then the woman then wants to run everything and continues to emasculate the husband. And ultimately all that does is cause further separation. Right. Um, and, and we see more relationships fail because of that. And so it really is a, it is a dance, you mm-hmm. know, and it's a, it's a willingness to be able to grow together and so in those situations you know the woman's got to be like you're so right the woman has to be willing to allow the men to, the man to step into that the man has got to be able to have the courage and the strength to get to say this doesn't say anything about me it doesn't define me right. and I'm, I'm i'm stepping and growing through it as well because at the end of the day you're either growing together or you're growing apart and in the emasculation piece and the not willing to put it in the middle and and discuss you know, what's happened throughout the day and situations, the energies behind it all, all it does is, is build up uh, regret because if a woman's not seeing her man step up, she tends to, she's going to, she's going to ultimately regret that over a period of time. And if the man is not continuously stepping up and taking responsibility for the energetic gaps that he's not feeling, then, you know, he feels emasculated and, and, you know, blames her for everything. And, uh, you know, it's just not healthy, and so really, it comes down to um, the concept of, and this is what this will transition into the financial piece, is um, is self dominion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's my favorite new um, catchphrase, I guess, you say. <laughs> um, because it the new really, kid on the block. <laughs> yeah, it really it really defines where I, I think, uh, especially as men, but not not just men, but but women and people in general. Self-dominion is really 
at the end of the day, what we're all seeking. Absolutely. Uh, and you, you can apply that to politics. You can apply that to parenting. You can apply that to uh, every situation. And in the money world, self-dominion is ultimately what we're all seeking. The problem is, is that men have always used money, wealth, and power as a, uh, as, as a filler, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, I, I can remember growing up and, and hearing messaging about, you know, being a man and, and that messaging was, you know, if you didn't, you know, provide for your family, if you didn't make millions of dollars, you know, um, you know, that, that, did, that meant that you weren't really a man. And yes, by all means, there is the, you know, the, the, the role that men have been the provider. And I think it's shifted because well, because women are providers as well. There are women out there that make more money than men and are better at making money than men. And there's nothing wrong with that. Where, where it becomes an issue is when men use that provider role as the sole means of what they use to identify who they are. Right. And their worth. And their worth, right? And... I know, I know guys that are in some great relationships. They're phenomenal what to do. They're great people. They're, they're well-balanced. And they make half as much money as their wives. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that because they're still out there doing the work, bringing in money, and providing at the level and role which they agreed to play. It, it, it becomes an issue when... Um, they they use it as a means of identifying their self worth. Yeah, and I, and, and, and putting an, and, and putting a number to it, uh, thinking that that thinking that that number says something about who you are. And by all means, as long as you're out there doing the work and bringing in money and and up leveling and, and growing, then great. But but don't don't let it define who you are. I think that is so huge. And I think that's actually a huge disservice that the personal development industry has done to humanity um, is, is this concept that like you need to pay me what I'm worth, which then equates into you can, you can put my worth into a dollar amount. There's, <laughs> there's this really like subtle psychological thing that that phrase does that I think is so incredibly damaging to our our psyche and our our sense of self worth. Absolutely, because if you really really look at it, right? I love the I love the fact that you bring that. Pay me what pay me what I'm worth. Here's the thing: you can never pay me what I'm worth. Right. It's if impossible. I'm, I'm. You can't define what I'm worth in numbers. Yeah. If you, exactly, and if you were to really pay me what I'm worth, you couldn't afford me. Right. Right. If you wanted to put a number to it, you, you couldn't afford me. And that's where, like, like you said, you hit the nail, the nail on the head there is, is that this, the, the, the personal development industry wants you to define what pay what you're worth. Well, that's limiting. And I don't care. I don't care if you charge a thousand dollars an hour. It's still limiting that you're yeah. now saying that you're only worth a thousand dollars an hour. Well, guess yeah. what? I'm worth a hell of a lot more than that to what I bring to the table and who I am and what I do. And people can never pay me what I'm worth. And, and that's the beautiful thing is, is that when you take some self-dominion over your financial well-being, 
and you're understand and you develop a health relationship with money one you're going to manifest a hell of a lot more and two you realize that it's not about the money mm -hmm. and that when you when you whether whether you're you're a, a plumber or a coach or it doesn't matter when you do it from a place of assisting others putting good out in the world and shining in your brilliant brilliance, whatever that might be, that the money takes care of itself. And you need to, you know, to think that you think somebody's going to pay you what you're worth. Well, <laughs> there's an issue right there. If you think you're worth, you know, a thousand dollars an hour, you're still limiting your, your own self-worth. And, um, you know, the two have to be separated. Mm -hmm. You have to have a better understanding of um, what self-worth is, what what money and worth is, uh, and, and not doing it from a place of scarcity because most people do such because they think money is limited. Well, and I think that also, you know, I, I, I love that you brought up and I absolutely see you as a shining example of someone who does come from a place of service. But if you if you're stuck in that, like you have to pay me what I'm worth or, you know, I can't, I can't do something for you unless you pay me mentality. That is a scarcity mentality. And I think there's a fine line between, you know, okay, there needs to be clear agreements and, and arrangements in terms of, you know, services being, being provided, et cetera, and being willing to show up for people and, and, with a service mentality and like, what can I, how can I really support and serve you? Yeah. Well, there, there, there's everyone. exactly. And, that, and that's the other side of the story, right? Is you get, you get the personal development industry. We see this a lot with coaches that are just wanting to put good out in the world or just wanting to help people and whatnot. And the other side of the story is, is that then they go out there, they do that and they whore themselves out. Mm -hmm. Right. And now they're doing everything for free and wondering why they're not making any money because they're 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 so scared of the money that they 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 they, they don't make anything. Yeah, they they might be doing some great things and they might be helping people, but they're flat ass broke. And um, that's that's the shadow side of it, right? Right. And and you have to bring it back to middle in knowing that okay, you you can be of service, you can still get paid. As a matter of fact, you need to get paid because it's really uh, ultimately at the end of the day, what well, all money is is just an energetic exchange of two people coming together and doing something. I put in this effort to help you with this and exchange energetically, you give me money for it, mm -hmm. right? And all that is is an energetic exchange between the two. And when people can wrap their mind around the fact that all money is is energy, it shifts things. And I think guys have this mentality that um, money is a you know it's a material thing. It's something physical, right? <laughs> you break it down. If money doesn't exist. Right. right. Well, yeah, you're you're in the crypto space. You're really yeah. exploring that that truth, right? There. Yeah, money money does not exist. It's made up. They're numbers on a screen, and we have been inbred in our lives to think that it has 
some sort of value when all it is is a tool. And that's one of the reasons why I love the cryptocurrency space is because, especially for men, we're seeing a lot of guys step in this, in, step into the cryptocurrency industry, and I think it's uh, it's a phenomenal vehicle for uh, healing the divine masculine. Mm. Uh, because at the end of the day, ultimately, my belief is that cryptocurrency is giving us as a society and, and men especially an opportunity to take complete 100% self-dominion over our own financial well-being and recognizing that we don't need a government or a bank to tell us what we can and can't do with our money and how we build money and how we build wealth is completely different in the cryptocurrency space because we ultimately at the end of the day have full control over that. I'm, I'm, I'm my own bank essentially, right? Because of the way the nature of cryptocurrency works. And if anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm happy to have a conversation with you, but cryptocurrency is um, breaking the mold mm-hmm. of the financial mindset and the financial control that, uh, the institutions have had over uh, our society and that especially that of, of men um, in, in the financial sectors because uh, it is really when you fully can wrap your mind around the fact that it, you know it, it completely breaks the mold as to what money actually is um, it, you, it, you kind of have an awakening when you come to that point of like oh wow this is something completely different and it's not traditional and I have the ability to have so much more control and a bigger impact on my own financial well-being through the use of cryptocurrency. It, it's huge. And, and that then translates into other things as well, because then it trains, you know, the old systems, you know, the way you perceive the old systems shifts, and then you're able to make more money through the old systems as well. Um, and so it's, it's a really neat shift that i'm seeing uh and have experienced not only for myself but i'm seeing within my clients who are able to wrap their minds around what the cryptocurrency world is doing but for the most part men are still evolving their their relationship with money because of the emasculation that's taken place over the last 20 to 30 years and you know the own their own evolution as to to what that looks like and realizing that it's not all about the fast cars and fancy watches. And mm-hmm. It's it's more about you know challenging themselves as individuals. And money is just ultimately it's a a tool, a measurement of how much work you've actually put into yourself and how much good you put into the world. Mm. What do you see as the biggest trap that men fall into in relation to creating wealth? Oh wow. Um, the big, the biggest trap is, is, is I think that there's a, uh, there's this idea that um, you can only earn so much in a day or so much in a week <laughs> or so much in a month, um, and, and the reality is, is you don't know, right? I mean, literally tomorrow or an hour from now or three hours from now or three days from now or a month from now, whatever, you might get a phone call that completely changes your life and being open to the possibility that that exists. Right, I think the biggest trap that men fall into is um, is routine mm. and, and thinking that you only have one way of making money, 
And, you know, you, in order to really understand and build a relationship with money, you have to do so from a multitude of angles. You have to understand how money works in a variety of different ways. And you have to realize that money is just an energy and that by falling into a routine of if this, then that, thinking that there's going to be an outcome, you know, a certain, a specific outcome, one, you're limiting yourself. You're not allowing for the possibilities that more can happen, you know? So calculating out how much money you're making in a week, or if you're going into a deal, uh, calculating out what the, uh, what the, um, uh, commission is going to be, what you're going to make on that deal. Uh, and rather than just being in the deal, being in the flow, being in connection with other people that are bringing in the money, um, and just being there and, and don't put a number to it. It is, it's going to be what it is, right? But it, the minute we put a number to something, we limit it. So say and, more about that. Like when, if you're in a, if you're in a transactional experience with somebody, I mean, there are usually numbers that have already been sort of predefined. Are you saying that when you go into a transactional experience, you allow the moment to define the numbers or how was, how does that? Absolutely. Let the mo- let the moment define the numbers because I, I've I've experienced this too much for myself, and I've seen this so much for my clients. To where you go into a situation, and you think that you you think A is going to happen, and then what happens is B actually ended up happening, and you're like, oh wow, I didn't realize how I was going to you know it allowed for 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 more money to come in because where oftentimes what I've seen people do is and guys especially will go into it with a pre-calculated idea of what they're going to make and either one that's exactly what they make or the deal falls through because they have some sort of attachment to the outcome and that's where I think most most guys fail is they put attachment to the money they have some sort of attachment to how much money they're going to make or could make or going to make from a particular deal rather than just being in the moment, managing the experience of the deal and just allowing the deal to unfold. Right. And so it's that calculation, that calculative nature and the expectations and the, um, you know, putting some sort of value at what a particular deal and focusing on that number rather than focusing on the experience. And when you focus on the experience, you, you don't have any expectations or attachments to what the number is, you actually allow room for either the opportunity to make more money in a particular situation, or you will actually, you actually allow additional monies to come in because of the relationship and the experience that you had with whoever you were transacting with. I've had some amazing experiences that I went into it just with the mindset of, okay, this is going to be transaction type a, and I'm going to make, you know, $2,000. And it ended up being, uh, when I let go of the expectation and I let go of the anticipation of it, it ended up being working out to where it brought in three, four times as much money than that. And that's something I could have never predicted because had I focused on the attachment I had as to what the outcome was going to be, 
it would have been just that it would i would not have allowed the the space that was needed to be created to allow for more wouldn't have happened couldn't have happened and this i think goes right back to sort of what you started to talk about in the beginning with your intuition and your your access to emotions for for a man for whom this seems like a totally or not just a man but for someone who for whom this seems like a totally foreign and insane concept can you maybe like outline in a little bit more detail what your internal process is i know it's like a big question but i'm just really curious and i feel like it could be really valuable for someone who's listening to this who might, this might be brand spanking new to them. I mean, you say like be in awareness of the experience, but like, what does that really mean? Like, what's occurring inside of you when you're when you're absolutely, that? absolutely. So I, just like everybody else, I when I go into a relationship and there's a potential of making money, you know, um, that can quickly grab hold of your consciousness, like. Oh, if this, then that, and I'm going to make this much money from it, mm-hmm. right? And so that calculating mind will take over, and um, and if you focus on that, you know, for instance, if I focus on that, for instance, in my own experiences, if I focused on the money piece of if this, then that, and uh, this is how much money we're going to make. And uh, and then I put some attachment to it because then my calculating mind goes into, well, that means that I'm going, if we got to bring in, uh, you know, that's going to bring in $9,000. And well, that $9,000 I can use to pay for this and I can use to pay for that and I can use to pay for this. Guess what happens to that $9,000? It's gone before you make it. What's, what's gone before I make it or more likely than not, it doesn't come in at all uh-huh. because it's like the universe going, Oh really? Really? Cause you think that's what's important. Watch this poof. And that's what happens. The deal never falls through to whereas when I go into a situation of, okay, here's the deal. Yes. Okay. There's this money that's going to be made from it. Okay. What do I need to do to serve the client? How do I help them? What's going to be outcome? You know, how are we going to be able to guide them through it and whatnot and really providing value in the situation rather than focusing on the money? Guess what happens? More money comes in. More money comes in, right? And now when the money's there, now you can figure out what you're going to do with it. And so I think a lot of people, I think a lot of guys, especially go into calculation mode and um, I've already spent it before it shows up. And mm-hmm. all that does is, um, and, and really honestly, from that place, you'll never have enough, mm-hmm. ever, mm-hmm. right? Ever, because uh, the more money you make, the more things that you spend it on, the more, the things more expensive you, things. The more things, exactly. And so when you focus on money from that place, you can never truly have enough. And so um, that calculating mind when it comes up, and I recognize it, um, when it comes up, the best thing you can do is to stop. Stop focusing on the money. Stop calculating out what you think you're going to make because then, because essentially what you're doing is, 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 you know, from the thoughts become things perspective, you're essentially telling the universe that you don't believe that there's enough. Mm-hmm. And it's a really a scarcity mindset when you go into calculating, uh, you know, when you go into calculations and, and calculating out money's in, money's out type of thing, um, rather than just focusing on the fact of 
can I, can I be a service? Can I help this person? What does that look like? What kind of value am I bringing to the two, to the relationship and um, addressing it from that place? Because when you address it from that place, the money piece just takes care of itself and it's trusting that. And that's really the biggest challenge is, is that recognizing that your worth isn't defined by a dollar amount. Your worth is defined by how you show up in the world and how you assist others and how you engage with others and you know just how much what level of good are you putting out into the world the money piece takes care of itself you just have to allow it to because it's it's an energy and it as long as you're standing in your power and and you've got the agreements in place and then you're not being you're not you know you're not operating like a, a piece of milk toast then you're, you're kind of, you, the money piece will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it's, you get to the money piece and you realize that that's actually not the important part anyway. Bingo. And, and, and when you can, when you can see the value of the experience, the money piece, mon- money, money comes and goes, right? right? Where, where true value, where, experience and joy and fulfillment comes from is at a much deeper place because in those experiences you grow yourself you heal yourself you become a better person you learn how to do things better you learn how to do things more efficiently you learn how to do things in different situations that you didn't know that you even knew how that you had solutions to. So that creates new opportunities, which allows new means of bringing in money. And it just, it grows exponentially from that place because in the connectedness and the experiences and the journey and the relationships, that's where the value comes in. Absolutely. I mean, you hear all these stories of, you know, the incredibly wealthy men who on their deathbed, there's no one there beside them or, you know, they die with regret. And it's like, what's the, what's the point of amassing, a tremendous amount of wealth if there's no one there to, to share your life with. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, it's just money. It's like, who cares? You know, you can't, you can't take it with you. You know, I plan on, I plan on dying flat fucking broke. <laughs> right. Because it's a tool. I, it's going to be something that I use to have some amazing experiences with my wife with my children, with my mm-hmm. friends, right? Yes, I'm going to leverage it. Yes, I'm going to invest. Yes, I'm going to do those things to grow my portfolio, but I sure as hell can't take it with me. And yeah, by all means, I might leave some to my children and, and, and that kind of stuff. But if I don't teach my children to have the same type of relationship with money and energy and value and worth, then that just means that whatever money I might leave to them, they'll burn through it in a matter of a month after my death. So really what does it matter? Right. So it's those lessons that are more important in order for the money piece to, to continue is, is just that in, in having a healthy relationship with, with money uh, now so that gets passed on to my children. And that's really where that legacy building comes in is not in how much wealth you can amass, but how much wealth you can continue and pass on through generations. And that only comes through um, 
relationship with money and relationship with self and self dominion. And relationship with people, with yep. other people. Yeah. Justin, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. This has been a hugely valuable conversation. And I know that we could, we could talk for hours more on this subject. I mean, there's so much that we didn't touch on. Um, but I just, I love you and appreciate you so much and, and who you are and how you show up in the world. Before we sign off, is there, you know, first of all, anything else that you sort of want to leave our guests with? Um, yeah, my, the, just a quick note is, is here, my, my, I'm a firm believer that if, if you're not learning anything about cryptocurrency, uh, now you're going to be behind the power curve 10 to 15 years from now. So start exploring it, start learning it, start to understand it because it is changing the way we transact. It's the way it's changing the way we think about finances. Start learning about it now because you have an opportunity, one, you have an opportunity to do so right now and learn about it. And along the way, you're going to be learning about it now. You have a better chance of increasing your digital wealth in the future rather than trying to play catch up 10, 15 years now when the masses have, uh, have adopted to it. So, um, and you can find me at clearbusinessdirectory.com. We've got a whole section on the cryptocurrency there and you can come find us more and uh, I'm, we're happy to connect with you. Awesome. There's like so many questions that I want to ask you about cryptocurrency. And <laughs> well, we, we can do another show. We can do another show on that. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, Justin. And to our listeners, I love you so much. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. Many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.